Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today, we are going to be continuing on with the Iliad uh, with Jade, once again, from About a Book Podcast. She won't be here for the intro like normal, just because the last episode I kind of had to cut in half because it was a little long. Um, but yeah, she is going to be joining us again. I really think that uh, she's a lot of fun. I think these Iliad episodes, uh, honestly, couldn't do them without her. Uh, the Trojan War, not a lot of fun stuff happens, so I'm glad to have her and have her join us and all that fun stuff because it kind of like brings some more fun. Uh, because honestly, Trojan War, a little, a little dull, a little dull, but I think there's some good fun conversations in here. But for news, before we get into the episode, uh, this Friday our patreon exclusive episode is going to come out so that'll be heartless with leah from ya book chat uh she'll be joining us over there and that episode is a whole lot of fun because i really do like marissa meyer like i've only read so far her uh lunar chronicles series which is all her fairy tale retellings but i think they're really good and if you haven't read those yet that is going to be my recommendation for this week because um please read them if you like fairy tales but you're kind of tired of like seeing the same old reimaginings because I kind of feel like people try too hard to stick to the original plot. I think this is a really interesting way to bring in fairy tale elements without having to kind of force yourself to stick to that original plot, which isn't super easy to modernize in a lot of ways. Um, I think this really brings a lot of fun new light. I know the books aren't necessarily super new, but... Um, it really gives a lot of that fun, like, energy, I guess, is what I'm going for. Um, the Heartless doesn't really follow, like, it's not on the same, uh, planets-esque as the Lunar Chronicles are, but it's got a lot of her writing elements that make it really enjoyable, and honestly, that was the first book by her that I read outside of the Lunar Chronicles, so I think that that kind of just makes me more excited to read more books by her because they're just really well done and I think she's a really good author. But yeah, if you haven't read Heartless yet and you want to make sure you don't get spoilers, please go read that first before joining us. Um, that episode will be coming out on Friday um, because we do those on the first week or the first Friday of the month. So for September, it'll be coming out on Friday. And yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Also, a fun new Patreon perk is um, you get exclusive early access to episodes. So instead of having to wait till Wednesday, you can hear them on Mondays. So there's that going for you. And yeah, who doesn't love early access, right? And I think the last little announcement I have is that now we have totes, tote bags and like other stickers and stuff over on our um, Threadless merch page. So if you haven't checked out the merch page recently, there's a bunch of fun new stuff on there. So please be sure to go check it out because, you know, you'll never know what you're going to find on there. But without further ado, let's get into the episode and talk about the Iliad. So then we are on to book nine. 
so the Achaeans are going back to their own country they're like we're done this is it like this is too much but then the allies are allies of the Achaeans are like yo no we are going to take Troy like I don't care we're gonna figure it out because um just because you guys are babies does not mean that we are babies and I was like dude like you guys are losing like go home (laughs) it's not that difficult just like turn around go home surrendering is the worst you can't do that you gotta like die on the battlefield give it your last breath out of your lungs like don't even think about surrendering and saving your life and having like an amicable truce like not happening literally and like the king is literally there so if he dies like he can't go home alone you know so if he dies like who's gonna lead the country i guess i hope he has an, a hair an heir sorry at home otherwise like that country is just going to be uh, kingless, I guess. Yeah. So Nestor tells the king that um, they need to make Achilles happy. He's like, listen, this has gone on long enough. Like at this point, we are missing half of our cavalry because Achilles owns it all. And we're missing our best fighter in the entire country. So can you like put your... Uh, things aside can you like talk to him or something because this is ridiculous i like nestor though because he's actually like a king of his word you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. he's like the last one on the battlefield like he doesn't like run off like the rest of them do when all the lightning bolts come down you know he Mm -hmm. like stays there which is like you know what i call like a leader amongst the people or whatever you call you know what i mean like he's like not a king he's like a leader like he's Mm -hmm. actually been there in the war with his men which i think is like honorable I know I really like Nestor and he's like basically everyone turns to him for advice which I think is kind of cool yeah so the king's like all right fine go someone go tell Achilles that I will make him rich I'll give him back his wife I'll give him the seven prettiest women besides Helen in Troy uh he's like I will even give him one of my own daughters so that he becomes my son-in-law and he's like also i've never the way they say that he's never slept with his wife is very creepy i was like "Ooh, i don't i don't like that at all like i'm not even gonna quote it because i just it made me a little uncomfortable like was yours very um explicit in how he said he's never slept with his wife I can't remember, to be honest with you. Oh my goodness, mine was. Oh, hold on, hold on. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it says, word for word. I guess I will end up quoting it, but I'll probably delete it out of the episode because it was uh, very explicit. And I was like, um, let me figure out where. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then he said that the people of Lesbos are lesbians, and it made me laugh. He's like seven excellent workwomen, lesbians, who I for myself, uh, for I just chose for myself. That's because they're, yeah, they're from like Lesbos, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It made me laugh. Oh, here we go. So you want to hear exactly what it said? Mm -hmm. It says, I swear a great oath that I never went into her cooch, nor been with her (laughs) after the manner of men and women. (laughs) <laughs> what into a cooch? <laughs> I was like, I, was I like, did. 
I didn't think that like w- w- like translation or word or whatever was. I thought that was kind of like more modern slang. Me too. Me too. Like I didn't think that was a very like legitimate word. If you yeah. get me. I didn't think it was like a physiological description. Yeah. So I was like, (laughs) when I saw it, I was just like, you don't have to get that in. It's too funny. Oh my goodness. I was like laughing. So maybe I will keep it in just because it's so funny. But I was like, oh, (laughs) when I read it, I was just shook that that's exactly what it said. I was like, okay, cool. That's fine, I guess. Um, so that's what he says. And then the king's like, oh, did you find yours yet? No, I thought it was mine. Because I actually borrowed this book, so I haven't physically marked it. Mm. Um, but I did find a nice line where Agamemnon, I think, is talking about Helen. And he says... Because if you're talking he about... Says, the- um, oh, he says, as I, as I too love this girl from my heart, even though I won her by my spear. I just thought that was a cute line. It's not in the same paragraph that you were talking about, because mm-hmm. I don't know where that is. But I was like, oh, that's kind of like... A little romantic thing and this is where the romance is coming in even though it's like bare minimum romance saying like i want her by my spear but i love her i actually love my wife shocker but i was like oh <laughs> see and mine it says that he doesn't or that agamemnon does not like his wife at all he's like i'm not interested in her anymore so it's interesting that yours is like no he still loves his wife and mine because it's like nope no he doesn't oh i don't know where if i find it later Okay. I'll send it to you on Instagram. <laughs> yes, please do. It's really interesting just seeing the, how different it can make characters based on the translation. Yeah, I think that's why I can't find where the paragraph is because our translations are so different, like the mm-hmm. names and everything. But anyway, moving on. Moving on. I just had to read that because I was like, this is <laughs> yeah. just, it's so wild, okay? Mine definitely didn't say that anyway. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it didn't say that. <laughs> I know. I was just like, I was crying because I was laughing so hard. So uh, the king says that he'll make Achilles rich, uh, that he'll give him back his wife, and then he never slept with Achilles' wife. So Ulysses and Ajax are like, okay, fine, we'll go talk to Achilles. And they like sail over there to wherever Achilles is at. And it's like, hey, would you come back if we gave you all of this money? everything you could possibly ask for not only would you be the king's son-in-law but and have his pick of his daughters but you'd also get your wife back and Achilles is like listen like at this point nothing I have gets to stay mine so like why would I take him up on this deal when he could just betray me take it all back tomorrow fair point Achilles okay but like Ulysses and Ajax are not happy about this. They're like, dude, like we really need you. And he's like, well, maybe he shouldn't have uh, taken my wife. Just a thought. <laughs> and Achilles is like, yeah, no, I'm not going. And like Achilles's friend who basically raised him is like, you should really think about going. Achilles is like, I'm not going. So you don't even have to keep asking. I'm not doing it. And like, my thing is, is like, they're probably like five years into the war now. Mm-hmm. he's holding this grudge first of all granted totally like fair grudge he stole your wife totally fair would not help him either but i love to think about the fact that he's like he fully knows a war is going on he has a ship that would save everyone like many ships and he's like hmm. sounds he's like petty. a problem he's i petty. love it i love <laughs> it for achilles like be as petty as achilles all the time because like no one's gonna burn Achilles after this okay like you seem like you know what I did last time someone 
you know, wronged me. I let them suffer in a 10 year war. He literally has like a God complex because he is like a demigod or whatever, mm-hmm. but like he, he knows his worth and he's like, I'm not, I'm not giving in. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, literally Achilles sees that toxic man and walks the other way. Okay. <laughs> so we love that for him. It's amazing. So <laughs> they try and get him to go. He's like, I'm not going. You guys can leave. And so they leave and they're like, fine. Okay, we'll leave. And Achilles just basically stays on his little island playing, I think it was a liar, whatever he's playing. He's just, just hanging mm. out on a beach. Yeah, the instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Just having a like little kind of guitar. Yeah. Love that for him. I would also hang out on a beach instead of going to war. Sounds great for me. <laughs> um, so as like Ulysses and um Diomed, oh sorry, as Ulysses and Ajax leave, they're talking so much smack about Achilles. They're like, I can't believe Achilles just won't get over this grudge and come with us. And I can't believe like this is how things are. This is ridiculous. And they're like being really angry about it. But also, who said you guys had to go to war? Ulysses is Odysseus and the uh, Ulysses is the Roman version of Odysseus right I guess so because there's no one named Odysseus in mine yeah I'm like 95% sure because like James Joyce has a whole book called Ulysses and it's like kind of like a modern um, interpretation of like the Odyssey which is like Mm -hmm. about Odysseus so yeah I'm pretty sure just for anybody listening that Ulysses is Odysseus I wish I would have gotten greek instead of this like i should have i loved the cover and i solely bought it based on the cover oh uh, grand at, mistake i know i was at <laughs> everyone's <Noble>. done it <laughs> yeah and i didn't look into it i didn't even think about it like i did not think about the fact that you have to bear in mind like who the translator is and like their inherent yeah. bias while translating because then i would have picked a different one but i was like i trust barnes and noble this cover's really cute and then i bought it yeah i just think you can always like rely on penguin please yeah. sponsor me <laughs> but um yeah so i just borrowed a penguin copy but yeah it seems to be pretty pretty decent just in a the job. future will be penguin classics all the way um i will never be betrayed <laughs> again because i have been burned before which let is me right see, now. let me see the cover let me see the cover was it worth it it was so worth uh, it yeah it is I'll yeah really pretty and Look let's be honest it's gonna live on your shelf forever Look at the back. It's like yeah, a little shield. Nice. Ugh. Mine just mine just has a little painting inspired. I mean, it's still cute. Like, I don't get me wrong. I love a good plank, penguin classic, but I like mm. impulse purchases. And then I was like, I need if I'm gonna buy it, I need to have a podcast episode about it, right? So yeah, then, if you're if you're a bookstagrammer, it needs to mm-hmm. be aesthetic, you know. Yeah. Then uh Diamond suggests that the king fights in the front tomorrow and leads all the men in war. And the king's like, Agamemnon is like, you know what? Great idea. Killer, amazing idea. We'll do that. And I'm like, really? Like that? You thought that was a better idea. After Achilles turned you down, you're like, you know what I should do? Frontline it. Infiltry. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. Like we all handle makeups differently, Agamemnon, but wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then we are on to book 10. Agamemnon is not sleeping well because, you know, he just agreed to go into infiltry tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, post-breakup stress, yeah, as we all you know, do. That, that, that late night overthinking, you yeah, know. Yeah. 
and then he like goes to Nestor and he's like listen Nestor like what are we gonna do and Nestor's like you know we're 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 in some uh deep trouble here um I don't know if you've realized like we're kind of outnumbered at this point because like they had to send forces over Detroit the Trojans just have their entire city at the ready you know and then when they want to go home and get a good night's sleep they could just walk back into their town you know like the um Achaeans can't do that they can't just go home like they'd have to sail home so like they're all pretty much worn out people are dying Jove is not in their favor okay like he wants the Trojans to win things are not looking good if Zeus isn't on your side you're kind of screwed yeah truly so then like because Zeus gets what he wants okay like we've read yeah we've read the mythology and even if you say no Zeus doesn't listen it's not good and then Nestor is like listen let's go find someone to spy for us we'll just send them over it'll be fine um and they'll come back and tell us what's going on over there and Agamemnon's like killer idea great wonderful idea let's do that let's let's just send them over and then they'll come back and tell us what's going on so they're trying to figure out who's gonna like sign up for this and diamond's like listen i'll go but i want someone to come with me and so everyone's like volunteering and then ulysses is like i'll go and then agamemnon's like listen diamond i trust you pick who you want to go he looks at ulysses and it's you know they make like that friendship eye contact and then ulysses goes with them yeah, it's like when you're in class and the teacher's like, you got to pair up and then you just like shoot your friend look across the yeah. class, you know, they got each other's back. But like Ulysses is like a smart guy. He's a good guy to have on your side because he's the one that ends up thinking of the whole like Trojan horse idea. I know. I was wondering when that's going to come in, okay? Because I was like, we were talking about um, Monty Python this morning yeah. and I couldn't help but think about that part too. And I'm like, when does this happen? Because like oh, we sure. know the canon, it's going to mm-hmm. happen soon, right? So then we flip over to the Trojans' point of view and they're like, we should send a spy. And they're like, you know what? They wouldn't even think about that. That's a great idea. Great <laughs> idea. But the Trojans spy, instead of like sneaking over, he runs at like lightning speed on a horse over to their camp. Not like, too subtle. Yeah. And while Diamond and Ulysses are just like casually creeping along and they're like watching this guy breakneck speed going and they're like that's weird like Mm. they're like this guy's either gonna spy on us or loot the bodies so let's like let him pass us a little bit and then we'll just shoot him down and they're like killer idea let's do that so then they shoot down this little spy and ulysses like starts questioning dolan who's the spy the trojan spy and dolan has like no you know training and spying whatsoever spills his guts spills everything and he's like yeah these are the camps that are not guarded at night at all um also this is where um hector is he's surrounded by this many people blah 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 it's real kind of like a, a school bully and like a you know a little wimpy kid but you know pulling money in the pants he's like where's your lunch money you know and he just like spills everything yeah truly he's <laughs> no reserves no holding no. any information i just imagine him as like the most like scrawny like little spy like mm-hmm. totally not like suss it off you know just like 
Un- unobservant, just like trotting through or more galloping yeah. through to the camp. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'll just walk in, ask them where everything is, and then I'll leave. This is, this is my moment to shine. I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Literally, though, Dolan is not prepared. So then Dolan's like, listen, just like use me for ransom and it'll be great. And Diamond's like, no. And then just immediately kills him as soon as the questions mm-hmm. are, he has all his answers. And then Diamond and Ulysses are playing dirty and killing soldiers in their sleep i was like oh they killed like 13 that's, soldiers that's nasty like that's yeah that's low i know i was like i don't even know whose side we're supposed to be on in this because like i feel like i don't even know if there is sides like i don't know if we're supposed to be rooting for someone here yeah like that's definitely like as i said by no means an expert but there's many people that like study the morality presented in this book because it is so murky and then obviously it's interesting to look at too because as I was talking about like all the honor and war and stuff they definitely did have different morals back then than mm-hmm. we do today do you know what I mean because maybe like I don't know if it's the same as like being in the in the war zone or actually being in the battle but like maybe those guys like would have kind of like died in battle like wouldn't have been as bad if they died in their sleep because it's still kind of like honorable for them in some way I'm not sure mm-hmm. but yeah so the morals are definitely different back then than they were now so who yeah. knows what the stance on killing people in their sleep was <laughs> i know i mean i guess you can technically say it's kind of like guerrilla warfare but like it's not like it feels dirty to me you yeah. know and i'm just I'm not a big fan of dirty no but i mean like in wars like even today is there ever like a true like just winner you know yeah like there's uh, like both sides play dirty so yeah I guess that's also like an interesting observation I guess that like obviously war is way different than it is in this book Mm -hmm. but the human behaviors can actually still be like quite similar to how people act today yeah I do think it's interesting too that for in this book a lot of the time they consider crying manly like the things that they consider manly for us is very different like for them is very different than what we kind of consider quote manly in the modern yeah. day and because i think they sorry continue oh sorry well i was just gonna say like i think that like our interpretation of manly and their interpretation and family is like toxic in their own ways like both of them aren't necessarily <laughs> right but it's interesting to see the different and the similarities of what they consider manly yeah because it's not even like oh it was manly to cry like they still did have a stereotypical like you know you need to be all like you know um muscly and Mm -hmm. you know manly and fighting and stuff but like those same like manly men you know champion fighters were like still crying stuff you Mm -hmm. know what I mean so it's not like it's totally different that's just more like an added part that like somehow got lost you know which Mm -hmm. I think is definitely like coming more into like the conversation today a bit like men should be able to like express themselves more Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's interesting because we still have kept on to like we need to be like you know strong and tough and all that type of thing but just somewhere along the way the crying thing got kind of like twisted a bit mm-hmm. and then it's like yeah. it's gotten to a point where like if men show any emotions like that's not considered manly and i'm like that's very detrimental to your health but yeah <laughs> yeah it's crazy so um now the entire trojan army is awake and diamond and uh, diamond and ulysses are making their way back to the um achaeans and they're like we got we gotta go like i am we spied but we also committed murder so (laughs) we gotta get out of here yeah 
Uh, true. Kai must have been. Do you ever think about that as well? This is definitely another Iliad style tangent, but back then crime must have been so uh no pun intended bloody easy to do because <laughs> there was no like cctv there was no like gloves or uh forensics or anything mm-hmm. like that you know what i mean you could just like be totally messy kill people in their sleep blood everywhere and then just like skedaddle you know what i mean yeah, if you think about it too though like if you poison someone how would anybody know yeah exactly because you don't really have like all the technology of you know finding out about like an autopsy like you can only do what you can visually see you just think that the gods stripped them down or something probably yeah yeah wild (laughs) so now we are on to book 11 fighting starts up again um agamemnon is killing like way too many people uh jove tells hector he's like hey wait till agamemnon is injured and then go fight him like just hold out and then as soon as agamemnon starts to like leave the field hector sees his chance and like goes in so like for some reason agamemnon and hector have like all powerful like killing sprees going on yeah like it it's feels like, take, take a coffee break like you must yeah. be tired that must have been very emotionally draining killing all those people you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> but yeah it feels like if you we're like level 15 in a video game and then he went into like a level one area and like everything yeah. is like one hit that's basically what's going on here <laughs> yeah exactly that's a good uh <laughs> comparison so uh the Achaeans retreat again um everyone's trying to figure out how to get Achilles there they're like listen we really we really can't do this we need Achilles because he has so many reinforcements and like we're out of people at this point like, they can't even get any more people over there because all of their ships are already there. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I don't know what to do. We need Achilles. Now we are on to book 12. So uh, the Achaeans had built this wall previous, like, books um, that basically they did not sacrifice anything to the gods for. So, like, all yeah. the gods are mad that it exists. They're like, we want this wall down. We don't like it. Like, you can't do anything without making a sacrifice to the gods. You can't make any decision. You can't do any battle. You can't build anything without making sacrifice to the gods. So this is, like, a huge no-no. Yeah, they're just very salty about it. They're like, okay, how do we get it down? So the Trojans are like, okay, let's march towards the wall. We're going to take it down. So they just, like, straight up start destroying it. And then at the end of this chapter, they have made it through the gates, and that's where we end. Mm-hmm. Also, I forgot to mention mm-hmm. in book eleven. I don't know if it's like literal or if it like mentioned in your book, but like mm-hmm. it rains blood. And I'm like, oh. is that more like oh, it rains blood like a bloodbath, or is it like mm-hmm. he actually makes it rain blood to get them like Ooh. in the mood? I didn't have that. Oh. That's cool. That's like a cool omen yeah and then as well just another little t- side tangent about book 11 mm-hmm. they also mentioned my favorite goddess iris i think she's mm-hmm. arcus in the roman they say yeah. iris in mine oh yeah well she's cool because she's like goddess of the rainbow and like the messenger and i feel like mm-hmm. she's just like the most unproblematic out of all the gods mm-hmm. so it's like it's like as i was saying before it's kind of like a tv show like a little character pops in you're like oh like i know them from the last episode or whatever. i know so when i saw her i was like yay iris <laughs> i know i love 
I love seeing like all the names of the Greek gods because like you kind of know what kind of role they're gonna play. Yeah. Like well, um oh, sorry, continue. No, you're fine. So it's like kind of what we talked about before, where there's like continuation of characters of yeah. And that's kind of how Greek gods are. Is there's just the like continuations and you know how they're gonna act, which I think is fun, but go ahead. I was just gonna say about um book 12 and the wall being built, it's like um when they're also like standing inside this wall, don't they see like um an eagle with like a snake oh, yeah. in its mouth which symbolizes like basically you're screwed like you know bad luck yeah. and that was also mentioned in like the past books we've been discussing but just like briefly but like birds are like huge mm-hmm. you know they just like it's either good luck or bad luck it kind of goes along with, like the sacrifice like sacrifice mean different things and mm-hmm. birds they see mean different things and I just think it's cool Sorry, this is like another kind of side attachment. No, you're fine. I think it's kind of cool how people back then were like a lot more in touch with nature and a lot more mm-hmm. like observant because I don't know about you, but me, I could be walking in the road on my phone and there could be an eagle with a snake in its mouth flying over me and I probably wouldn't really notice it. You know what I, mean? yeah, I know. I feel that too. Like, I think it's cool where it's like when you spend the time looking for signs, you'll find them. But like if you yeah. ignore it and you're just like, I will go the ignorant route, then you're not going to yeah. see anything, which I think is really interesting. So I think that's really interesting. Like in the book, it kind of adds like an ominous, you know, little foreboding to the mm-hmm. book. It's be- so, and I'm sure like the audience back in the day when they're hearing this story being performed or whatever, they'd be like, oh, like an mm-hmm. ego with a snake in its mouth. Yeah. Like stuff's about to happen. Like get your popcorn. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> truly, truly. I just... It's fun. I can't wait to read the rest because I want more Achilles. We don't see anything of him. We're halfway through and I'm just like, I know the song of Achilles exists because we like Achilles. So like, can we talk about him, please? Yeah, I'm not sure what there is like much of in this book. I know, you know, mm-hmm. he gets like hit in the ankle and stuff, which is like his weak point, etc. Mm-hmm. I'm sure anybody who's listening already knows that because, you know, you know, I'm sorry if it's a spoiler, but this story's <laughs> been around for like <laughs> thousands, if not like hundreds of millions of years but anyway mm-hmm. um I only kind of know his like origin story so I'm not actually sure what happens in this all I know is that he's a good fighter so yeah I can't wait to see it but thank you so much for joining me on this episode where can all the people of the internet find you and your podcast so my podcast is about a book it's about a book dot podcast on instagram i'm also on tiktok under the same name but i don't like to talk about that because it's cringy <laughs> but i do more of like the history behind famous books so this isn't like a great example because i'm not totally sure about the history behind this book um i was more doing you know the 21st century perspective on it but um yeah i do this kind of thing so i really enjoyed this yeah so if you want history and like actual facts and knowledge go to her podcast if you want to listen to me make fun of it that's what we're here for okay like very different perspectives so I like that we can both talk about it's a cool collab it's very powerful I definitely want to have you on mine once I understand how to facilitate that more because I'm still learning how to use my microphone so whenever you want to do it like I can't promise that I know anything but if you want my perspective I will totally do it it's fun I love doing this okay what would you say like your favorite book is because mostly I do like classics but or else like you know well-known kind of older books maybe that people know as well you know so like what do you want like my favorite classic or my favorite like modern current what's your what's your favorite classic okay 
it's probably a tight toss up between Pride and Prejudice and Sense of Sensibility because I love them both dearly for very different reasons. Like I think Pride and Prejudice, wonderful en- enemies to lovers. Sense of Sensibility, dramatic, dramatic, so much drama. It's a reality TV show and an old English book. Love it. So good. I would love to have you on for either of those episodes maybe the sense and sensibility one because i personally did not enjoy either of those books which is a big unpopular opinion so um i'm thinking of like when i incorporate guests into the show i'm gonna have them on for like you know a little chat at the end to say like why they are passionate about that book or why they really like it you know especially if i've got like a different opinion so if you love a sense and sensibility or pride and prejudice i'd love to have you on to like fight for your cause we can have a healthy little debate about it or whatever yeah let's do it like (laughs) no research required (laughs) i will say that my thing about jane austen like i love her but she is not your she should never be anyone's first classic that they ever pick up she is not an easy read you know like yeah you like the classics you're you would love jane austen like Mm -hmm. not not really but like if you like her writing style but you don't if like you're, yeah if you're starting off with classics don't start yeah. with her because no yeah. like you'd want a more user-friendly classic and I can't really I just talked about this the other day about it I think Little Women's kind of a user-friendly classic like it's a classic you could pick up I hate Little Women though but like I think I think Dracula is a great classic to start off with I haven't read that yet it's really short well I I started it also a more and more modern classic animal farm is great and I, actually great gatsby is great as well because that's really short great and that's fantastic yeah. yeah i think great gatsby is the one i said is the if you're going to pick it up a, mod, a classic for the first time have not finished so i started dracula as a kid and mm-hmm. got bored never finished it so like now that i'm more of like an adult i kind of want to revisit that one yeah um, that was my that was my first podcast episode but I'm not yeah. promoting it because like it's absolutely terrible because it's obviously my first podcast <laughs> I'm so monotone and like my mic and everything is terrible but yeah I always have like a soft spot for that book now since it mm-hmm. was like my first episode <laughs> I know I love like having guests on that's because it makes me more energetic than I t- probably typically would be with yeah yeah just how I yeah I definitely get that but like uh dracula is so like homoerotic it's like really so yeah like if you finish reading it or if you ever do on the show i'd love to come on and talk about it yeah. because it's like especially since it's an irish book as well and it's oh, like is it? oh, yeah bram stoker he lives like well obviously not now he lives but he grew up like 30 minutes away from like where i live and everything and it's like really inspired by like the irish landscape thank you all so much for joining us and we'll catch you all in the next one bye bye Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of the Bailey Bookish Podcast. I really hope you guys are enjoying the Iliad. We got a bunch of fun new episodes coming up soon, which have the Iliad. Um, And then we will be talking about the Odyssey right after. And for the Odyssey, we did plan ahead this time. And Jade and I both read the Emily Wilson translation. So if you haven't read that translation, I highly recommend it first before we even get into the odyssey so you don't get spoilers but also because it's a really really good translation and it's really like reader friendly 
So I think it's honestly one of those that I would highly recommend if you are trying to figure out a way to get into classic literature for the first time and you've wanted to read the Odyssey, but you know, sometimes translators make it a bit clunky. Um, I think you would really like this one. So I highly recommend you check it out if you have the opportunity because it is a very, very good translation. But as I said in the intro, our Patreon exclusive is coming out. So if you want to join us over on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash barelybookish. And there's already a bunch of monthly exclusive episodes. All of our show notes are over there. And yeah, there's just fun content. And I'm hoping to bring even more content over there in the future. So if you want a little bit of extra um, and you wouldn't mind donating your hard-earned human dollars to support a, you know, a content creator out here, uh, I would appreciate it. And also you'll get some really fun um, exclusive content from Patreon. So please consider donating and joining us over on Patreon. You'll also get access to the Discord. And honestly, who doesn't love a good Discord? But... Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of announcements. Um, I will be coming back to Twitch in September. I recently moved. If you don't follow me on any socials, that's what I've been up to. I finally moved. I'm still in the process of unpacking, but I'm hoping to be joining back to Twitch soon. And I'll make a big announcement when I do that over on my socials. So if you haven't followed us on social media, it's at Barely Bookish on literally everything. Um... But yeah, I will catch you all in the very next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux on freepd.com. And I will catch you all in the next one. Bye!